Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin, who created... I said, give me the hell, yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spencer. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You're watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Ro Moran, Emil A.S.H. All checking in on your regular Thursday live stream. Sana hindi kayo katulad ko na nakatatlong palit na ngayon dahil sa sobrang init. Uh, we are coming in hot with a lot to talk about as always uh, from uh, the latest chapter in the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens uh, form of cinema along with some stuff happening AEW. Plus, meron tayong audio-only conversation that's also going to be uh, part of the release tomorrow when you log on to Spotify or your favorite podcatchers. Uh, no Chino on the show for tonight. He's got some stuff he needs to take care of. But I think, you know, the three of us are more than well-equipped to take care of our wrestling talk for the week. But first, we got to give a shout-out to all of our patrons on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Patreon program. And Emil has the scoop on what you get if you sign up to be a Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron. All right. So, uh... So it's WrestleMania season, and uh, as you all know, it's the best time to be a wrestling fan. And you could uh, join in on all the fun by subscribing to our Patreon program by subscribing to patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. So many perks on uh, Patreon program namin. Like, for example, the Discord community, where we talk about everything and anything under the sun. Of course, we talk about wrestling, but we also talk about other things as well, uh, like Food, gaming, fashion. We also host uh, uh, watch parties there sometimes. So there's a Discord community. Another thing is our Pasabais, which the next one will come uh, during WrestleMania season. Same Lami sale. So if you want to get your authentic WWE shop merch, you could get it through us. And also, you can get some review content from the weekly wrestling shows like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite. And some local wrestling events as well. And by subscribing to our Patreon, you're supporting everything that we do here on the podcast. So again, please subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as $5. Or in our local currency, it's around 260 to 270 pesos. Yeah, uh, we like to cater to our customers. That's you, Tula D. Julian in the comments. Yeah. You know, Thank isang you. comment mo lang, sinagot ka na ni Ro. 
Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I knew I was missing something. I was, I was thinking about it before we went on on the air, and I was thinking like, oh, shit, I know, funny thing. And I totally forgot that we were talking about this the whole week. And uh, you too can also make like Cody in this picture and watch on the screen because, champre, we WrestleMania viewing party tayo on April two and three. That is a Sunday and a Monday. The so, the show starts at eight a.m. The Gates, the door opens at 7 a.m. All you got to do to, you know, save your seat, may seat saya. We have actual table reservations this time. Uh, I was told by Skinny Mike. So if you want to make sure that you have a guaranteed table and sit and seating, all you got to do is go to uh, snack.ph slash geek talk ph. That's S N A C K dot ph slash G E E K T A L K dot G E K T A L K ph. To buy your early bird tickets, 400 pesos for one day pass. Uh, you can choose which day you want to go on the, on the snack.ph site. And for two days, we want to go for both days at 750 pesos. After March 27, it's going to be a little more expensive. If you choose to walk in, uh, for WrestleMania, you are going to have to pay a little more extra, like uh, 500 for one day and 900 for both days. There is the URL on the chat. Thank you so much. So we will have. Uh, not just the viewing party experience. If you saw the, the, the clip I posted on TikTok, that was from all the way almost 10 years ago when Seth Rollins cashed in on Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. So the, the place went wild and you can be a part of that atmosphere as well for whatever's going to happen. If you're a Cody fan, uh, Maramang, uh, will be, or some of you will be, or most of you will be cheering when Cody finally wins the Uwu championship. For the rest of us, we'll be cheering when Sammy and Kevin win the tag team championship. Uh, then Champion, we have prizes as well. We have goodie bags from Disney Plus, our uh, one of our official partners, hashtag Disney Plus PH. Champion, we also have some wrestling related uh prizes to give away. We have Funkos, as we posted uh earlier this week uh on the Geek Talk and Wrestling Wrestling podcast page. We have action figures that we have yet to post. Uh, you'll see that before the show. So if you want, you know, uh, some really cool action figures of Roman Reigns, uh, Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, and other legends, syempre, punta na kayo para may chance manalo. And I think we'll be also getting maybe some wrestling merch, WWE merch. Is that, you know, is that on the way, Stan? Uh, should be on the way. So I'll update you guys kapag ano na. Uh, we're closer to getting that stuff sent over to, uh, over to my place. In the yeah. meantime, sabi nga ni Ro, snack.ph slash geektalkph. The link is actually on the screen as well. So go ahead and click that and uh, get your tickets for the WrestleMania 39 viewing party. Kita-kita kayo ni Ro and Emil and Chino yep. and Rowan yep. sa skinny mics. Ako nasa bahay ako kasi magtatrabaho yeah. ako. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, talk about some wrestling here. And we're going to start with uh, some sad news from outside the ring. We found out today that the lead guitarist of Saliva, the band that brought you such wrestling hits like Batista's theme song, I Walk Alone, the theme song to WrestleMania 23, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Don't Question My Heart, 
Yeah, uh, the ECW theme song from 06 to 2010. Uh, his name was Wayne Swinney. He passed away at 59 due to a brain hemorrhage. So uh, not a lot of people realize how uh, how impactful sa wrestling world yung music ng saliva. Uh, some of you might just know Josie Scott, yung dating vocalist nila for uh, Hero, that song on uh, the Spider-Man 2 OST, OG Spider-Man. But you know, for a lot of us, if you know songs like uh, Ladies and Gentlemen, I Walk Alone, Don't Question My Heart, and all the others that Sean Ross Sapp listed down on Twitter, a uh, huge, huge loss for us wrestling music lovers here. The fact that uh, we have an entire meme in Batista's theme song is because of this man here. Uh, Jim Johnson laid the foundation, but uh, he built on it with such an awesome uh, guitar riff and awesome playing that, you know, uh, began, na, 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 it was one of those things that cemented Batista as a main eventer that he got such a cool uh, rendition of his original theme song, Thanks to Saliva. Yeah, uh, so if you have some time tonight and walang masyado maiingay sa area nyo, go uh, play one of their signature songs on full blast in your room just to enjoy Saliva's music tonight. Uh, rest in peace, Wayne Swinney. All right, on to some wrestling talk. We're going to start with SmackDown and uh, we're going to talk about Sami Zayn trying to convince Jay Uso to see the light and to betray Roman Reigns. And as you can see, naman, uh, there is no reasoning with uh, Jay Uso, no matter how hard Sammy tried to plead. Uh, Uso, which led to the KO uh, return and reconciliation later on. So, my si Kevin Owens. Uh, I want to start with you, Emil. Uh, did Sammy look silly here trying to reason with Jay? I think he did. Because. Because sinabi na ni Jay Uso lahat. He already said the reasoning why he he went back. I mean, he went back to back up his brother Jimmy. Not necessarily na aytoy na show the bloodline, but he already said his reasoning. And Sammy keeps insisting. Eh, ano ni? Wala ni. Um, he already he already turned on Sami Zayn. I think it's it was kind of too late for for Sammy to do any convincing. Uh, especially now he was also trying to reconcile with Kevin Owens. So, um, yeah, he, for me, he did kind of look silly. And, but to be fair, Ani, um, out of everybody in the bloodline, Jay was the one who really, uh, looked at him as a friend. So maybe Sammy considered that, but in a way, wala na nangyari na Jay was the one he tried to win over for months. No, I don't think Jimmy was really that. That he was never really truly Sammy's friend. Yes, he yeah. was. I, he was the I, one who vouched the, for him. Yeah. Okay. Pero pero ani parang ani uh but basta, I think it was Jay, it was really Jay who really earned Sammy. Um, it was Sammy who earned Jay's trust out of. Well, yeah, because he was the one who was cold to Sammy in the first place. That's why yeah, he had exactly. to earn. No, that, no, not. Jimmy, Jimmy was already there. He was already okay. cool with Sammy uh, when he was trying to get into the bloodline. But eventually, because they were really close, Sammy, sure. So yun. So I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a counterpoint to that. Um, I don't think Sammy looked silly in trying to reason with uh, with Jay. Because uh, you have to take into consideration then, one, uh, Jay's promo from the week before on SmackDown, in which he, again, he very blatantly said that he did it for Jimmy and not for Roman. And then you have to take into consideration what happened on Raw on the Monday, where um, Roman himself 
tried to uh, figure out uh, na, na siya na uh, something here it's not because Jimmy's uh, be- because Jay said outright again this is what I was saying you know last week when uh, uh, why would you say that the quiet part out loud and now Roman heard the quiet part out loud and now he's uh, he's trying to test you and then you go to sorry I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead here uh, you go to what Cody said in the main event segment now he repeated what Sammy said to Jay in saying that when Roman loses, he's going to be the, Jay's going to be the first one to turn because Jay was the first one who was gaslit. So it's not silly. They, they are, um, they are deliberately harping on that point through Sammy and Cody because, uh, because of Shekhov's firearm. Now, you know, it's going to happen sometime later. They, not just they're not just foreshadowing it they are pretty much spoiling it because again that's where everyone wants the story to go uh you don't do that if you're not gonna go there like let's just throw a fan service and and you know pop the crowd and you know assume that nothing's gonna happen we're not gonna do this you know it might not be for the title, but uh, we're probably, most probably getting that Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso match. Uh, if not at SummerSlam later this year, maybe WrestleMania 40. We're not in the lamb, So yeah, let's uh, go over to the next part of that story beat, which uh, was the reconciliation we were waiting for. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn patched things up. And I was saying this in a pick of the week episode from uh, the other day, na. Uh, in their 20 plus year career It's amazing how uh, Their story has literally taken them Through different promotions All the way to WWE And so I ask Nagmadali ba sila? Like uh, w- Was this past SmackDown The right time For KO and Sammy To have that hug? Let's start with you, Ro uh, At first I said it was And then I realized Okay So again uh, uh, I realized that Um no, no, no. We have two more SmackDowns. We have this week's SmackDown and then next week's SmackDown. I said that it should have been this week's uh, SmackDown because I couldn't buy uh, Kevin Owens leaving the arena. And then two hours later, then I realized, okay, he did. Sammy did say, I love you, man. Um, like, uh, like Paul Rudd and Jason Siegel. But, uh, I figured that they had time to, you know, to, to milk it a little more, to milk the drama a little more. Um, but either way, uh, it doesn't matter what I feel because it, it works. I think uh, it worked. Uh, the people loved it. Um, you have two weeks, I guess, to they, they announced the championship match, which I think was even more rushed than uh, this uh, reunion. Because, uh, they just accepted the match without even really thinking about it, you know. Uh, we all knew it was headed there. Why not, you know, uh, why not milk it a little more and make it make it a little more intense? Because, again, it's a question of what what do you do from here? Because you are hitting the climaxes a little too early. So, um, it's fine. Uh, I think that they got to where they were going. I think people enjoyed where they went. And uh, you mentioned the story taking, you know, uh, 10 years about like it's been yeah. 10 years. And and even more actually. So ang laking utang na loob ni Triple H sa Ring of Honor <laughs> because without any of those, so without any of those, um, he wouldn't have gotten this, uh, you know, gem of a story, right? Um, it's weird because his entire long-term plan of stealing from Ring of Honor and building NXT as the next 
better funded Ring of Honor has finally culminated in this moment. So uh, it's a big W for Hunter. Yeah, the only, Ring of the, Honor. <laughs> the, only, the only difference between the Ring of Honor one and this one is so Ring of Honor, they never had a reconciliation like they did. Yeah, because so. yeah, uh, they both got picked up by WWE. No, no, no. <laughs> Sammy got picked up again. Yeah. Uh, and then KO got uh, picked up not long after that. Yeah, mga one year yung agwat ng ano yeah. nila, pag-sign nila. Mm. Alright, so, yeah, um, I I asked this question actually nung Pick of the Week uh, episode natin. And uh, y'all said now we should reserve it for, for tonight. So I'm gonna ask it again. If you, if you were in KO shoes, would you have done the same thing na he forgave Sammy? Or, or you would have done the same thing na, na hindi parang... Ano, di mo, di mo napapatuan si Sammy. Or you would find something in you to forgive him after all the things he did over the past year. Because let's not forget, Sammy was a part of the bloodline. And as part of the bloodline, he was also messing with Kevin Owens uh, with for months. Like even after Survivor Series, even though Kev, Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn said that they don't want to do anything with each, with each other, for some reason, they cross paths pa sila. So if you were, if you were in KO shoes, would you have would you have forgiven Sami Zayn? I think that's yeah, in a good now. We we, yeah. we were leaving it for today. Yes. Uh, you go first. Uh I can tell you for a fact that the Kevin Owens character is probably a better person than I am because I would not do what Kevin Owens did. I'm I'm pretty petty. I like holding on to grudges and I, I don't think I'm capable of forgiving someone who would hurt me the way Sammy hurt Kevin Owens. And over the last few years, I've experienced that quite a bit. Yung ganong klaseng uh, parang betrayal of friendship and I I have nothing but antipathy in my heart for these people. Wait, so, but um, the, the Kevin Owens role kasi is that it wasn't just Sammy hurting Kevin Owens. It was also Kevin Owens originally being the aggressor here. So, even if you were the dick before, you would, you know, not come around and, uh, and you know, reunite. Oh, I'll be honest. I didn't think I, I totally yeah. forgot that nuance. Yeah, na exactly. Kevin yeah. did start this. Uh, if, if if you ask me that now, uh, I don't know. Parang hindi pa rin eh, kasi like, uh, like we've moved on from the or, the original aggression. That's how I would see it in in my own life. Could be different for you. Yeah, uh, it is different for me. Like. Um, it's nice to uh, it's nice to you know be friends again with people like if as long as they're not apologizing yet then sige wag muna tayo pero you know <laughs> Sammy was sincere there i mean like Sammy was uh, bearing his heart even if you know the end game was you was recruiting Kevin Owens to fight the bloodline <laughs> but um yeah, I'm not that. I'm not, I'm not a hard person to to win back. So uh, I can see why Kevin Owens um, did what he did, and actually, it uh, it um, impressively humanizes him a lot more. Because before, I um, my entire um, perception of Kevin Steen was that he was a dick. That's that's who uh, that's who that's who I. I knew when I first started watching ROH in the early 2010s. So the fact that he is actually um, able to develop his character, his personality is like a big W for me who has been following uh, Kevin for quite a while now. Yeah. That interview that you did with uh, Kevin Steen before he signed. No, the I, WWE. It wasn't an interview. It was just, you know, uh, 
No, it wasn't an interview. It was um, it was him checking up on me because uh, one of the people he worked with on screen um, uh, commented in one of my columns. So he was making sure that uh, he, that that that. That person, that uh, character, wasn't bullying me or anything because I, uh, I criticized him or whatever. Oh, so well, that was pretty cool of him. Yeah, that was pretty cool of him. Um, that's what I knew. He was a stand-up guy. But as a character, I always knew that he was uh, that immature dick. <laughs> All right. Um, let, let's move on here to another thing that happened on SmackDown. That being Gunther uh, causing a double disqualification. And essentially sealing his fate at WrestleMania. Now it's going to be a triple threat between himself, Drew McIntyre, and Sheamus. And Ro, you said that this was pretty out of character for the Ring General. Oh, I say mentioned the other, right? Mention Michael Cole. Uh, instead of dealing with the problem, he made it worse for himself, right? So, uh, Gunther isn't always that emotional like um when when vince was writing him he was but uh generally he's not that dumb um i don't understand why he interfered when the match was almost about to end it wasn't like there was a fear there was a threat or there was a risk of uh the match being thrown out so uh it was strange and instead of um instead of having one challenger he gets two challengers uh, the only way I can see this being salvaged is kung sinabi niya na, oh, ginawa ko to kasi gusto ko ng, ng super challenge for WrestleMania. Uh, instead of, you know, just having a classic with one guy, I will uh, prove that I'm the final boss and beat two guys. But uh, as long as he's not saying that, he's going to look super dumb right now. Igaw, Emil, did you like how they ended up with the triple threat? Uh, like, I liked the triple threat, but I did not like how it was set up. Kasi Gunter... Like for, for for weeks he's saying now he doesn't care who faces who he faces at Mania and he was even in commentary no SmackDown he was saying uh whoever he faces he's gonna do his job as the Intercontinental Champion and beat whoever it is that has to face him so it was weird for him to go after Sheamus and Drew because this gimmick is like you know the class wrestler the who you know even though he's a heel he's not your typical chicken sh- uh you know chicken heel. So for me to see him whine after what he did, I mean, um, it's very different from what I'm seeing from usually what I'm seeing from Gunther. So um, I don't know. The, the whole setup kind of felt weird, but I'm sure the match is going to be it's going to be a great one. So so maybe that makes it up for for this for the weird setup, I guess. So let me ask both of you this. Aaron in the comments is uh, saying, "Baka big brain move because pag triple threat, no DQ, no DQ for who? Ah, for everyone at WrestleMania. He can bring in Ana Vinci and Kaiser. And Kaiser, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, because right now they haven't explained anything. They haven't explained why he did that. All we saw is that he was oh he was frustrated and it became a triple threat. So." Until that actually happens, that's fan fiction for now. Um, I say it, it's not aligned with how he was portrayed on Friday. Hindi siya big brain move kasi umaangal nga siya na triple threat. So, uh, I don't know. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know about, about that one. All right. 
We'll take our first break and when we come back, we'll talk about how Cody and Roman got all inside baseball on Monday Night Raw. Uh, But first, we got to tell you that you can say goodbye to long lines and banking headaches with GoTime Bank. You can download the app now on Google Play or on the App Store and open your bank account in less than five minutes. All you need is an ID. Visit their official social media pages for more info or go to www.gotime.com.ph. That's www.gotime.com.ph. It's go time. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, let's go over to Monday Night Raw and uh, talk about that inside baseball promo in uh, Cody and Roman. And what Roman Reigns basically did was referenced Cody's entire AEW run. And uh, when you were talking to us, the private chat, Nat and Ro, you were saying that it was way better than what Sammy Guevara did in the Four Pillars promo. Yeah, I say, you know, Sammy was making references. I was supposed to be the job guy. I, I was supposed to be the one who uh, who wasn't supposed to get a championship run. So, like, uh, as people have pointed out, as other people, as other podcasts have pointed out like there will be people who will ask what the fuck is a job guide about those words mean nothing to me uh they mean something to us because we know what the lingo is do we know what the lingo means but um it's very alienating because not everyone is hip with the with the jive talk you know um as opposed to cody's or to roman's promo rather where roman referenced Something that's not insider, but not really, you know, allowed within the context of WWE. You say, uh, maybe you can mention WWE and AEW, but uh, uh, in WWE, you don't really acknowledge the competition like that. Right? So uh, it's uh, an insider thing that's not really an insider thing. Say it's, uh, it's a history, rather, that's an explicit history that people know because... Everyone knew Cody left. Everyone knew that um, he went to AEW. He started AEW and then uh, things happened. He got booed in AEW. Then he left because uh, that wasn't really working out for him. So those things are not, um, they're not insiders. They're just really not allowed to be explicitly referred to. So uh, it's more inclusive in a way that you don't have to be in on a joke or anything. You just have to be in on the history, which is not hard to do. Yeah. Iko Emil, as a fan, do you like it when uh, the wrestlers get all inside baseball? I don't know if you ever uh, watched the local scene, but when Ro and I were part of it, 
there was a lot of that going on and at some point I had to be like teka lang parang like like Rose said kanina it does get alienating so uh, do you share that point of view yes kasi ano um yung ginawa ni Roman that's fine um because um I think any other viewer would have understand what he was saying and Cody Jaman is a big name so it's fine pero when Like one example, siguro na I would reference is the first promo between MJF and CM Punk. I think that was too too insider for me. That's the example that I'm, that when it, when people talk about promos being, you know, too, too much insider, too much meta for that was that's the one I'm pointing. Please at. remind the people what the what that exchange uh, had because I don't remember either. Yeah. But- They reference a lot of like insider stuff during that promo, like CM Punk's uh, UFC career. A lot of WWE, a lot of WWE references thrown back and forth. Uh, Punk calling MJF, uh, uh, what did he call MJF? Um, a Miz, a uh, wannabe Miz. No, but <laughs> but those so, things, I mean, those things were like. Uh, It, they're not exposing yung lingo or yung, or yung machinations ng ano, diba? ng, ng wrestling the way Sammy oh, yeah, did. Yeah. It, um, that was, uh, pointing to, again, a history that people could easily, uh, find and remember if you, um, if you, you know, watched enough, uh, WWE as well, <laughs> diba? He actually used the term job guy. Job. Which, yeah, like your casual mainstream fan probably wouldn't understand that term. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, yung mga terms na alam naman natin na isn't really supposed to be out there but they're throwing yeah, it out there. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that, that's where I draw the line with it. Pero yung ganito, yung what Roman did, that's fine. Kasi na, ako naman, nag-gets ko agad. I didn't, I didn't even have to think about it. Like, I immediately got what he was saying. So, when that happens, I think it, I think it's fine. All right. But there's a, there's a, there's a line drawn there. No, na, mm-hmm. When you throw in terms na like people might be confused, that's where that's where it is. Mm-hmm. Now let's go to what Cody told Roman. Na if uh, you lose at WrestleMania and uh, the Usos also lose at WrestleMania, you lose everything. You lose the power, and when you lose that power, you lose Jimmy. Then you lose Jay. You lose Solo. Uh, what do you think about that role? Like Cody's role in the story? Because earlier you were, uh, you know, the, the background alone kind of messes with the fact that para okay, Cody, ano papel mo? So what do you think about all of this? Yeah, um, when I when I saw it. Uh... It's weird because the the fi- the last thing that Cody said to to Roman was not I'm gonna take the championship. He said that, but it wasn't the last thing he said. But uh, the the most impactful thing that he said was, you know, the people in the chat have been saying that the bloodline will implode. It will uh, it will cease to be what we know it now, um, and that is the main point of the story that's that's the whole thing they're building up to it's not cody winning it's uh it's the bloodline finally being destroyed right? so, is that a bad thing though um it's not but you know if you if i were a cody fan if i were a big cody fan rather i'm like um why is the story still about roman and the bloodline shouldn't it be my big conquering moment as you know as the prodigal son as the the son of dusty roads about uh finally winning a championship for dusty roads about uh instead i'm still i'm still the supporting character in the story and what i said pretty much reinforces that i'm still the supporting character in the story so if i don't uh if 
for the Cody fans out there, I would be pissed that this would be, this is how, uh, my, my hero is being treated. It's kind of the same thing back, uh, 10 years ago with CM Punk, but, uh, a lot of people were pissed because Punk was not main eventing WrestleMania. It was John Cena and The Rock, even though he was the champion. So, uh, yung palang, um, it, it feels a lot like that, even though it's not, or, you know, for Cody, it's not really politics or anything. It's just that, uh, Triple H and the Bloodline, they told a, a better story than, uh, Cody winning the Royal Rumble. So it, it do be like that sometimes. So, you know, um, it's not, again, it's not a bad thing per se. It's just that, uh, it's not the main thing. And, uh, some people might have an issue with that. Ego Emil, do you have an issue with that? Mm, yes. Because before Cody got hurt, pretty much the story, the, the story was supposed to be about Cody coming back at WrestleMania 38 and then having this a year run where he would win the championship at WrestleMania. That was supposed to be the plan. But things got off track. And I think Cody came like came into the story way too late for him to be the the bida in this story. Like he's he's not like he's the baby face, yes, but he's not what people will go to WrestleMania to see. It's not Cody winning, it's the Roman losing. So may something may something off talagadun. And I still can't root for I still can't get myself to root for Cody even after weeks of of him it, him feuding with Roman because maybe because of that. The bloodline got so over na parang yung story ni Cody is ano lang eh, um parang sining parang siningit lang talaga eh. so it doesn't feel organic to me. Cody no, to I, me is I like, don't think it's not organic. Like, uh, but I will agree na siningit nga siya. He, he feels like a plot device than uh, yeah. a conquering hero, than a protagonist. You know, uh, yeah. Sorry, what you were gonna say? Yeah, no, no. I, I was gonna say the exact same thing, and I, uh, I mean, if I'm Cody Rhodes. At some point, you're in the main event of WrestleMania. Your entire family never got to do that. You're probably going to win the world championship. Your family never got to do that. At the end of the day, I don't think anyone will really care whether Cody was a plot device or the protagonist in this story when we look oh. back on it five years down the road. Yeah. You, you say that now, but remember, um, I don't know if you remember, but people did actually care about CM Punk uh, not being the, the, the most... Um, the most heralded or the the most central character in the storytelling, despite being the the top champion, because there was John Cena and there was The Rock above him. Uh, I'm not saying they would care now, but you know there is precedent for it, and uh, it could be a thing. But uh, it's again, you're right. It's it's a lot better here. Nah, Cody is actually competing for um, the top championship in the main event of the very last day of WrestleMania. It's just that. Uh, it could be a thing, you know. It could be a thing. Um, maybe I I have been burned by CM Punk complaining about it uh, ten years ago, but it is a thing. Uh, I want to I wanted to go back real quick to your question in Joho Kanina. Um, he asks, um, "Can he carry the company? And how long before the crowd turns on him?" Um, I don't know. Uh, the the answer to that question is kind of weird because right now they're not really trusting him to carry the company. It's still it's still Roman Reigns who's the main protagonist and antagonist, and uh, Cody is again just a, an, an, 
a kind of an NPC doon sa kwento ng, ng bloodline. So, uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means he can be the top face because we're not getting that right now, you know? Yeah, uh, there was another podcast. Um, I'm not sure if it was the, uh, Bill Simmons or uh, Kina Mastman where they actually discussed that very question. Is, is Cody the person to carry the company in the post-Roman Reigns era? Uh, and if not, who is? But you know, we'll, we'll get to that uh, probably in a different conversation. Uh, since we're talking about WrestleMania, we might as well bring up the WrestleMania showcase matches, which were announced over the weekend. So the men's field is filled up and the women's field is to be determined over the next couple of weeks. And I was surprised that uh, WWE is doing this, but, you know, it, it's another match on the card, another two matches on the card where more people get spots on the main show, get their WrestleMania payday. So ultimately, I can't complain. It's going to be fun. I mean, like, you know, eight. Eight guys, eight girls, um, you know, spot fest. It's, there's there's going to be no boring moments here. So let them have their fun and uh, let them get paid. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know, just, uh, my stakes, like uh, the yeah. winner becomes the next number one contender for the tag championship. Yeah. That, that's that's where I wish this match. I wish this, this uh, could be for the number one contendership for the tag team titles or... Or something, just yeah. put something for them uh, to fight for. A briefcase for one hundred thousand dollars. That's not a bad <laughs> idea either. Uh, they did do that, and you know, in in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Fred, a uh, nice way to showcase superstars. So mission accomplished, nga naman. I, I really hope so. Yeah, I, okay. I'm. Uh, yung comment ni Derb, no? he's like doing the NJPW, the multi, the multi-team tag match. But Wrestle Kingdom, they would usually open with a four-way before. So yeah. palang ganito din. So <laughs> just yeah, put yeah. a bunch of people there, then let them have a spot fest to open the show. So, so it's it's a, it's a great uh, great showcase, naman for for wrestling. Aaron yeah, asks, fun. "Where is Aliyah? I, I believe he's injured. Uh, I remember. I remember that being a thing a while back." Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, New Day not here because uh, Kofi is also injured. Katatanggalang ng raps niya. Uh, he posted on Instagram yesterday, so medyo gnarly pa rin yung So I, I don't know how how Woods gets to be part of Mania this year. I hope somehow he gets to be part of Mania this year. Anyway, uh, let's go to SmackDown a and talk about Rey Mysterio and his reasons for not fighting Dominic. And after watching uh, that promo, naestablish sa akin lalo na para okay gets ko na. Sabi ni Rey. Uh, under no circumstances niyang aawayin si Dom because it will reflect poorly on his legacy as a wrestler and as a father. So, that's great. It really explains everything logically from the point of view of the Rey Mysterio character. Two questions though. One, where do we go from here? And two, how does Rey Mysterio go back on his own word? Emil, any guesses here? Um, the first question, where do we go from here? Dom said, uh, we see Dominic on Raw, which I think that's where the next thing, the next, uh, the next thing will happen with this story. And, uh, he's gonna ask permission from his mother, uh, Ray's wife, uh, to, for Ray to fight him at Rosalia, which Ray's I Ray's wife. <laughs> his mother. Yeah, his mother. Yeah, like, like I don't, I don't know, I don't know what will happen there, but maybe, maybe something will go down. Um, maybe he hostage ni Dominic, yung mother niya, just for Ray to to cave in uh, to his demands. I, I think that's the safe way to do it. Like, 
put Ray on a on a corner where he can't say no or he can't he can't say no to Dominic anymore. Uh, I believe the the rest of the family will be on SmackDown, so that's where they go next. I don't know how they um they move forward, but to me, I feel like this is like the most optimum optimal build that they have for the entire WrestleMania because uh, obviously they're going to get there, but I do not know how they're going to get there, you know, and this compels me more because Ray has very clearly stated his uh, motivations and they are good motivations as well. about Ayunin and dishonor to his family. Um, so I am here and I'm wondering how, how he's going to end up beating his kid. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I, I have no, I have no answers for this either. Because uh, that was pretty rock solid. What he said on on SmackDown, diba? Pero hindi ni hula ako before. Eh. Like before we had that Ray promo from last week. Diba yung hula ako here on the pod was Angie has to get involved. Uh, for the, <laughs> the only way Ray will uh, go back on anything he said is, I guess, if Dominic disrespects his own mother. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, nah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's. I think that's the way for for Ray to not look like a hypocrite, uh, but also we we are gonna get this match. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to answer Glendale, hindi pa natin alam if WrestleMania 39 will be Ray Mysterio's retirement match. Because there uh, rumors that came out today. Now it seems Ray, medyo ganado na ulit si Ray to continue pa, especially with the work he and Dom have been doing. So we don't know. Uh, anong magiging last match ni Rey Mysterio uh, Either way, support ko yan Okay, uh, back to Raw here Si Mommy this time uh, She referenced yung match nila ni Charlotte Flair From WrestleMania 36 And she fleshed out yung entire story beat na yun And basically said that Charlotte wants to hold everyone down And that Rhea is defying her And wants to become a star Against Charlotte's will at Charlotte's expense. Iga Emil, bilib kabadun sa reasoning na yon ni Ria. Yes, may may logic na mga sitalaga sinabi ni Ria na na at that point in her career, there was no reason for Charlotte to go down to NXT and literally like win the the the, 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 the developmental title. But she did, and uh, and at that time, I really thought na. WrestleMania 36, I thought that was going to be the breakout, the breakout for Rhea Ripley. Uh, that she's going to defeat Charlotte and she's going to be, you know, she's going to be now one of the, one of the pillars of, of the women's division. But then, so my point is, and I think, I really, I really wish now this time around, uh, things, you know, things are, can, things can now turn around and now it's going to be Rhea going over. So, yeah. Actually, there was a reason why she went to NXT that year. Because she had exhausted her options on Raw and SmackDown. Like, she had won both at that time. And nobody was really asking for another challenge from Charlotte Flair on both, on both brands. That's why she went, she chose NXT because it was the novel choice at the time. And we did like it at the time. Uh, the only problem was that, um, when she beat Rhea, Parang Rhea never really got that win back, diba? Uh, yeah, Rhea never got the win back. Instead, yeah. si Io yung naging next Io. champion. Yeah, diba? So that's where the entire thing actually holds up. Um, 
and that's where um Rhea is justified, diba? So I like that. I like this. Uh, this should have always been the entire point of the feud. And it's just weird that they're not really touching each other now, you know? Because <laughs> I felt like um, this is like a justifiable way, a justifiable reason to to go all out on Charlotte Flair. Wait, they brawled no SmackDown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, there was a big pull apart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaron is asking, Ang Diko gets is why Rhea is the good guy now. Is she though? I don't no, think so. Really? I mean, she's yeah, I justified in what she's yeah. saying, but yeah. she's still a bad guy. Because she's manipulated Dom. She's part of Judgment Day and does all of these horrible things to the Mysterio family. So I don't think that her going against Charlotte automatically turns her face. Oh no, Char- Charlotte is pretty much playing the face role. Uh, um, it's just that I think what Aaron means is that people still love Rhea more because so she is Rhea Ripley and people want her to step on them. So um, <laughs> she uh, being more popular does not necessarily make you the good guy. Uh, yeah, Rhea face damage control. I don't think anyone was faced there. I mean, it happens, but it's one of those very rare heel versus heel matchups, mm-hmm. Rhea versus Bailey. But I think uh, the point of that was really for us to go, oh, Becky, Trish, and Lita. Like, they were the real baby faces there in that entire uh, match slash segment. Mm. Yep, exactly. We're going to take a trip outside the ring now for this next b- uh, bit of news, and that is Andy Kaufman being announced as this year's celebrity inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, people on the internet have been saying about damn time, bakit ngayon lang? I actually don't know, um, but I, I guess it's nice that it's happening after the documentaries about Andy Kaufman's involvement in wrestling have come out. Like I remember watching yung Tales from the Territories episode, and I believe there was a Dark Side of the Ring episode on this as well. Yeah, Andy Kaufman is seminal in the game. Um, you wouldn't have your Logan Pauls, your Bad Bunnies, uh, your Stephen Amells, Snooki, your, your Johnny Knoxvilles, even your Casey Montero in PWR. None of those would be a thing without Andy Kaufman and his That's work right. with Jerry Lawler. So uh, he pioneered the entire celebrity involvement uh, factor aspect of pro wrestling. So you're right. It is weird why they haven't done this yeah, especially when King has been working for the company for what three decades now, almost yeah. three decades. Uh huh. Ego Emil, any and, thoughts on this one? And you know, he was one of the first celebrities to dip their toes in professional wrestling, and his involvement in wrestling was so good. Now, there's still debates to this day whether or not the feud with him and Lawler was was real or not. Go work by her, yeah. So um definitely deserving as uh as a celebrity inductee. It's it's long overdue. You know, so mm-hmm. um so congratulations to to Andy Kaufman and uh yeah very well deserving of the Hall of Fame induction. All right. Uh, another bit of news outside the ring at the Bagong rumor this week. Triple H reportedly wants to get rid of the Universal Championship and bring back the big gold belt. Again, reportedly, di natin alam ano yung totoong uh, salo ni Triple H towards the Universal Championship. But I, as a fan of the big gold belt, it is my favorite championship. I would like for this to happen. I would support it all the way. I can't wait for uh, this to come to fruition kung totoo nga na ibabalik yung World Heavyweight Championship. Ikaw, Ro, any, uh, do you have any strong feelings towards the big gold belt? 
Yeah, uh, it was always one of the the best belts ever because it, it was what pure gold or whatever, yep. <laughs> whatever gold looking metal it is. So, uh, um, uh, the undisputed championship is great, uh, Ricky. I I also want that back, but uh, you cannot deny the prestige of a pure ass gold belt, a big ass pure gold belt, and uh, it was Triple H's championship in the. Um, in the early 2000s, about it, yeah, it, it, it's synonymous here. with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It was if a reign of terror. If it was because uh, it was my awakening of, as a fan, about, uh, as a ruthless aggression era baby, like he did win the winged eagle before, but this is undoubtedly him, and it's not surprising that this is the championship he wants back. About uh, I am all for it. We don't need two championships that look exactly the same but in different colors. Um, this is going to make whoever is going to be the next uh, world heavyweight champion look really good. Mm-hmm. Emil, na butan mo ba yung big gold belt? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was retired the, in 2013. Um, yeah. So the last two years is a big gold belt. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> but ito, ito lang yung um, like my comments about it. Like it is no surprise that Triple H wants to bring back the big gold belt since um, he's a fan of 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 WCW and he's a fan of Ric Flair. And that was like their belt, so it's no surprise. And yun din yung belt niya during his prime, which was the Reign of Terror. But for me, on the other side, I don't want them to completely get rid of the Universal Title lineage because medyo matagal na din yung Universal Title, and there were madami na siyang historic reigns. So for me, I don't want them to completely get rid of it, the lineage. So I think what they can do is. Yung palang ginawa ng AEW with the All Atlantic title, just rename it and then redesign the belt, then bring this the the big gold belt back. So you're you saying know? redesign, rebuild, and reclaim. Yeah, like, so, exactly. Wait, sorry, what you're saying is unify the Universal and WWE championships completely, and then introduce a new belt to uh, to pretty much represent the uwu. Correct. Or, or, yeah, pwedeng ganun. Or pwedeng palitan, palitan yung universal title alone. Kasi WWE, yung lineage na is ano, completely separately, separate from the universal. So just the universal. So replace, replace the name or replace the title belt and just run with it. At least yung lineage ng universal title will still continue despite the, the, them changing the, the, the title. Kasi... It's not you naman to wrestling na pinapalitan talaga yung belt. We have seen it right. in the WWE Championship before. So um, so if I were to bring the, bring it back, that's maybe the way how that's maybe the way of how I would do it. Yeah, when, maganda rito uh, suggestion ni Aaron. Just combine the lineage of the Universal and the World Heavyweight Championships kasi wala namang overlap. That's yeah, not a that's bad true. idea. Yeah. Uh, remember that. I just wanted to remind people that when the Universal Championship was introduced in 2016, nung bagong brand split, people hated the idea. They, people did not like the name because it was, what the fuck is a Universal Championship? <laughs> people did not like the, how the belt was uh, a color swap version of the WWE Championship at the time. So it wouldn't be like a big loss if they completely retired the Universal Championship because um, it's just one of those things that we got used to as a fan base now. So uh, uh, you said that Sayang lineage, yeah, it's fine. We we stop lineages all the time, and, and and you could just restart the World Heavyweight Championship lineage again. 
Yeah, kind of like how TJP became the first Cruiserweight champion in 2016. Yeah. So there. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, this viral photo slash video of Rhea Ripley uh, getting mobbed by fans at the airport and her uh, unloading uh, her feelings about that. Plus, we'll talk about AEW booking El Hijo del Vikingo and how that all went down. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to the audio-only part of the podcast. Here's some of the stuff that uh, we just couldn't fit into the live stream. And as you could have guessed, super size in a new stream last week or last night. So uh, we, we've got this portion right here. Let's start off with AEW and this new chapter in the story of Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega, where it looks like it, it looks like Don Callis is gaslighting Hangman Adam Page here and making him look like an asshole so Kenny Omega wouldn't trust him again. So quick recap. Uh, after the main event match, the Blackpool Combat Club came out and attacked Kenny Omega. Hangman Page came back from the hospital to save Kenny. And then there was a 2x4 that Paco. And then as the good guys warded off the Blackpool Combat Club, si Hangman was trying to get uh, Don Callis to stand up. And then for some reason, the greatest is see Don Callis. And then he did a back bump. So when Kenny Omega came to, it looked like uh, Hangman had struck Don Callis. And I kind of like this unpredictability here because at least it's a way to make this story a bit longer. I'm not sure what you guys feel about this development, though. Um, that part was nice. Uh, it made sense. Um, there was an impending, you know, reunion, and then the reunion is complicated now. This is that I didn't understand why BCC was wreaking havoc in this whole thing. No. It's, it felt like they we're focused on telling this one part of the story well, and then the rest is we'll make it up as we go along. And uh, oh, BCC ended up being the uh, plot device for this. So that was weird to me. I, I don't know if I missed anything. I just know that they attacked the Young Bucks, but we don't really know why. And uh, to that point, they never really established yung bagong vision mission ng BCC after turning heel on Hangman and the Dark Order. Like, yes, we understood why uh, Moxley turned organically against Hangman, but um, there is no same explanation for this for um, for Yuta and Claudio. So, again, not doing the work to tell the story. Uh, I don't know what's happening here, but uh, that part is cool. Um, I do not know where the end game is, though. Like, Hangman, Kenny, Callis, like, where are we going? I don't know where we're going. But uh, if it means that we are moving away from Hangman BCC, then great. Um, Nico Emil, did you catch this earlier? Yes, I did. And uh, in the first place, someone, Kenny doesn't really trust the Hangman yet. So I, so bakit, ang ko lang, why would Don Callis pull something like this? 
you know and, yeah, there may may part na nawawala you know yeah. is it just me or yeah. you know like so, so <laughs> like and then at the beginning of the episode suddenly the young bucks are being carted out yeah, you uh, know what's happening in, in, in attack sila eh. like from the main event or the post main event attack you can tell you can put the pieces together yeah but you know ano like um <laughs> like uh ano naman eh hindi pa talaga pati si Hang Manta si Kenny so there's no reason for Don Callis to pull that pull that off of me. They could have do they could have gone away without that. Um but I really think something especially is going on with Don Callis and the BCC. Yeah, oh, oh, you, you think Don Callis is going to align with the BCC? Oh, uh, that because win, the, the you, Winnipeg Combat Club in Because <laughs> <laughs> you notice during the attack Callis was outside the ring and the BCC uh, wasn't was he doing anything to him? Yeah. Uh, okay. And, uh, then, uh, hindi, hindi Winnipeg Combat Club, the Winnipeg Grappling Group. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there's something fishy going on there. And then at the beginning of at the beginning of the episode, Kenny wants to go with the box uh, hospital, but Don Callis was the one who was stopping and stopped him. Yeah, stopped yeah. Him. And then during promo with uh, the middle of the show, Don Callis was trying to get Kenny out of concern out of. Out of it, uh, young box. He was trying to get him out of it and fo- focus him on the match, yeah, which yeah. Uh, he didn't really win. So I, I don't know if it worked. But uh, you know, I, um, we need to watch out in the next few weeks. And he did win. What are you talking about? I can, yeah, Kenny. Oh, sorry, Kenny did win. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know, I think something is fishy going on with Callis and the Combat Club. Yeah, I just uh, sorry, really quick. Uh, I just wanted to say that um, even though I don't always watch it, I appreciate the yung weekly recap of WWE uh, before the show starts, uh, before like a Raw or SmackDown starts. I now I appreciate that uh, it's not for me because I know what happened last week, but it is really nice to be reminded of what happened last week, so I can put the uh, the next parts together. Yeah. Uh, especially now na my point of comparison in AEW. Because now I'm left filling in the blanks on my own. Na parang, ah, Don Callis is a money-driven manager. Na he wants Kenny to be in singles matches, in main event singles matches. Diba? So, mas may pera si Don Callis. But that's not canon. Diba? We, we've talked about this on the pod before. Na if the fan has to fill in the blanks on their own, then the storytelling isn't up to par because you're letting the fan do your do your work for you. Yeah, that's why um, the bloodline is the best storytelling right now. Because uh, they actually confirm young fan theories outright by, uh, and in doing so, they don't just leave it. To, they don't just leave it as fan fiction. Yeah, and you know, it also makes us fans kind of look smart for uh, uh, being able to tell. Oh, hey, this is gonna happen. Oh shit! Yeah, it did happen. Right? So we kind of yeah. do look smart afterward. All right, let's go back to WWE here. And there's news on Bill Goldberg now being a free agent. <laughs> Somewhere, well, Bret Hart is probably happy that he and Goldberg will not have to share a space uh, at WrestleMania weekend. Does does Goldberg still want to wrestle, though? Like, I think he's um, retired for good. I don't know. I mean, I don't know going yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I really don't. There's no really, there's no really demand for people to see him again in the wrestling ring. Oh, you'd be surprised. Like, the one and nothing yet with his run from 2016 till no, last you year. Will, you really will be surprised. Yeah, uh, really? yeah, 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 man. Um, yeah. It baffles me as well, <laughs> but there are fans who still think Goldberg 2023 is Goldberg 2003. Okay. Well, you know, like, I would, if Goldberg would just uh, retire for good, he's already yeah. what? 
50 something 50 plus he's in his mid 50s yes yeah yeah so let let the man let the man uh, retire in uh in peace yeah uh, we don't want him in wrestling again for me for- but if you were tony congo would you get the would you get goldberg for the pop for the uh for the casual fan rep for a for a like a segment what like one time big time segment where he was he's gonna uh spear someone in jackhammer Plus, I mean, it, it, it's on the T on the Turner Network, so it's gonna it's a nostalgic, yeah, nostalgic yeah, thing, yeah. the connection. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So maybe something like that, but not like a run where he's gonna win the title. <laughs> yeah, book it. Next AEW World Champion Goldberg, <laughs> do it for Gage. <laughs> okay, uh, let's talk about Roxanne Perez now and how she's being written off of NXT. This is. All in kayfabe. It's it's part of the story. Uh, you know, major weird coming off of last week's discussion. Uh, she was made to defeat Mako Satomura, and then the whole collapsing thing happens, and then now uh, they're looking to fill out the five spots for the ladder match at Stand and Deliver. Ako naniniwala parin ako na Roxanne's gonna be the last participant. If not uh, during the go home show, then at the show itself, she'll be the final entrant. It's just weird that they have to go about this in a weird roundabout way. The original rumor I say was that somebody reported or somebody claimed that there was a personal issue that she had to attend to at home. That's why she was written off. Uh, but then the report, an- another report said that it was all for the story. So to me, the personal issue makes more sense <laughs> in this whole thing. Cause I, I don't know. I, it, I'm weird. Uh, they suddenly decided to write her off and then pretend that she's not coming back and then she's going to come back. This is a weird way to tell it, to, to tell the whole thing and build a match, uh, to build a multi-woman match for the for the championship. So that's just me. I, I don't understand this logic. is They haven't really stripped Roxanne of the title, right? Yeah, they have But not, they're no. acting like the title is vacant. Yes. Yes. It's yes. weird. <laughs> yeah, so, that, that, that's a weird part about it. So, ang kutub kutub dito tuloy, same with San. She's going to come back at Stand and Deliver and yeah, defend uh, the title. Roxanne's absence has as many conspiracy theories as the disappearance of MH370 at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I do hope everything is okay with Roxanne, though. Uh, uh, like the the reports na mayroon siyang ano personal issues that she has to deal with. Right. right. Um. So I Sana hope everything's okay. No. Yeah. Everything, I hope everything's okay. She can get back to the ring as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Let's go over to Japan now, where the New Japan Cup has concluded, and there's a new winner in Sanada. I have no idea if he's still a cold skull, but he's now no, part no, of he's, it. He's just five guys. Yeah. He's not part uh, of just no, five guys. Yeah. That's the story. That's the story. Um, he left LIJ. He cut his hair. He shaved the whole thing. He, blonde hair, Olana. He is a completely new person. He's just a guy. So, <laughs> yeah, he, he really, no, he really does look just like yeah. just a guy. Um, so, someone clean shaven at Churanya. Some would say that it looks like a main eventer. Like he looks like a main eventer here. He does. But yeah, yeah, they were. Um, others would say he looks blander, you know, must um, be personality and cold skull gimmick. Uh, to me though, even though it looks like he's going to be primed for bigger things, I do feel like the ship has sailed on Sonata. But you know, uh, never too late, diba? Um, as Brendan Fraser and the rest have proven, you know, you're never too old for the big, big spot. And I know that uh, NJPW is looking for 
a non Okada, non Tanahashi uh, person to be on top because they they don't always want to fall back on those guys. But it's it's 2023. It's been 10 years since Okada became a big deal. Um, they only went back to Okada because they had to default to it. Uh, so, yeah, so well, it's not Kenya. Yeah, exactly. So this would be nice. It it would be nice if it were headed somewhere, but previous history has proven that it did not go anywhere. So sana we are proven wrong there. Are you using uh, are you saying previous history to refer to Evo? Um no, no, no. Uh with regard to how they book Sanada. Ah, okay. Kala no. Evo winning New Japan Cup, him being champion no, no, no. for a while then, you know. <laughs> no. Um, is Five Guys like an uh, offspring of the Suzuki Goon? Like, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, it's it the is. remnants of yeah. Suzuki Goon. Yeah, so, <laughs> okay, so I'm all for it. I mean, I'm a, a big, big Sonata fan. And if this finally means that he's going to win the big one, then I'm all for it. Um, any, you know, I, they're in a way, they're running out of main event stars. Like, Jay just left and, uh, Naito is not really exclusive to New Japan anymore, so. Oh, maybe so David Finley, pa, no ba? <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm not yet counting David Finley as a main event star in New Japan, so I think yeah, um, give the ball to Sanada and let him cook, you know, let him be the be the champion because he, he's I think in a way he's still over with the with the with the New Japan crowd and he has always had good showings whenever I would see him wrestle, so why not? You know, why not, why not uh, give Sanada a run here? All right. And finally, we're going to close things out by talking about good friend of the podcast, Robbie Eagles, who has not only uh, changed allegiances, but has also challenged Hiromu Takahashi for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. And then in the process revealed that he's now part of TMDK, which is more and more looking like a stable of Aussie guys plus Zack Sabre Jr. But I don't mind because I love ZSJ and I love Robbie Eagles. So I'm like super, super happy for uh, queer Robbie here uh, and, and this big opportunity coming up at Sakura Genesis. Uh, that's not a coincidence, the fact that it's all Aussie guys. It really is an Aussie stable yeah, and yeah. it started in Noah. Yeah. Um, we're yeah. going to see ZSJ's uh, part of it since he's not yeah. Aussie. Um, also worth noting that he was offered a spot in United Empire, which is the all Filipino, you know, an all Filipino, but but the, Filipino the Filipino <laughs> stable. Uh, so, that's Pinoy Subunit. Yeah, yeah. Subunit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great that he turned that down because you know <laughs> uh, that that stable is very problematic outside of, <laughs> outside of guys like Jeff Cobb and you know Francesco Akira and uh, Aussie Open. Um, I like TMDK. TMDK is shaping up to be a monster stable. I think monster faction. Uh, they could be like the next Bullet Club if they play the cards right. Because Bullet Club is pretty passe at this point. Uh, the OGs have pretty much all but left. Right? So uh, you do need a cool new Gaijin stable. And I think TMDK is uh, will succeed there where United Empire didn't really take off. Uh, outside of Will Ospreay. Right? Diba, so, no? uh... Sorry. See Robbie Eagles that is uh, chaos before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, chaos is not really a thing yeah. anymore. It's <laughs> it's a loose, it's a loose collection of people who somehow affiliated as chaos, but you know, they don't really identify or represent chaos that much anymore. Yeah, major uh, past it's prime that in your group. Eh? Yeah. Uh I like this because it makes queer Robbie uh queer Robbie relevant again. 
and uh, he gets to go back to Japan. Because um, that's always been his thing. Uh, that's the next step in his career, you know. Uh, not not to discount Australia, but Japan is still the bigger stage for him. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, really love this for him. Uh, hoping that he he wins the, uh, the title again, and hopefully we can have him back on the podcast uh, after this uh, after this Sakura Genesis match. If you know uh, he ends up winning the big one again. Plus, it's time now someone new will win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship because it seems like for the last two years, it was between uh, Ishimori, yeah. Takahashi, yeah. and before it was Dragon Lee. So, um, so time for something different. So I'm rooting for mm-hmm. Ravigos. So there, uh, that's the audio-only part of the podcast. Thank you so much for checking out another episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. And we're going to end it right here. All right, our next uh, bit of news from outside the ring concerns WWE and their plans to monitor airport and hotel situations with wrestlers and fans. Uh, so this uh, this screenshot here is from a video that went viral on the Squared Circle subreddit. This was right after the Royal Rumble. Basically, dinumog na mga fans si Rhea Ripley sa airport para magpapirma. Uh, just this past week, Rhea actually tweeted out and she said na, if it's not a personal photo of me and you, I'm not gonna sign it. And I guess she, napuruhan na siya. She got to a point where she just got tired of people mobbing her. And for good reason. You know, here in the Philippines, we've seen... Filipino fans, some people from within the actual wrestling scene doing the same thing. And we've, we've said for years on this podcast, on the wrestling gods, to not do that. And yet, people still do. Yeah. Um, first, it's hard for, you know, since the wrestling scene is young here, it's hard for people to not separate themselves as fans. But it's, it's still not ingrained in them, which I get, I get. But at some point, you have to learn now. Uh, you're not supposed to, you know, go crazy. You're not, well, you can fan over your, your peers in the business, your peers being the other wrestlers, but not in a way that is like an obsessive, creepy fan of us. So. Like There's hanging that. out at the at the airport or yeah. at the hotel. You, you remember you ano? 2016 live event. Ito, rito eh. Some asshole got the flight details of the WWE's uh, roster. Yung from from Beijing to Manila and pinublish niya on social media for everyone to see everyone's real names, flight details, seat numbers, the terminal that their flight was gonna land at. What the hell? That's illegal, by the way. Uh, it should yeah. be noted. So um, if it seems like he was an airport insider, so he should be fired for that if, if he wasn't already. But yes, uh, let's not bother people at the airport, please. Uh, let's, let's let's have some sense of propriety, like. Um, it's okay if you, you know, went to the same Starbucks or whatever, and then you saw each other there, then you asked for a picture. Um, if it was a good time for them, that's fine. That's totally fine. But let's not swarm the airport and hotel and, you know, camp out and wait for them to, to come out so you can get a picture or have an autograph. So that's not cool. And, uh, Rhea is completely justified here. She is allowed to complain about it because so um, let's remind ourselves to be cool, you know, be cool. Um, na ko yung line is CM Punk during the shoot promo. Uh, people are gonna uh, shove things in his face to sign. It's not even his picture, and try to sell it on eBay. So for, it's not cool, fans. Um, uh, sa yung mga 
abangers sa hotels and, and airport, that's not cool. There's always an etiquette of being a fan. Like, you could go to meet and greets, you could go to live events, you could do all that. But when wrestlers are outside of that, like, uh, kung nasa airport sila, going through somewhere, please, as much as possible, don't swarm them. You, you can say hi to them, and if they say hi, hi back, then okay. If they... Uh, if you ask respectfully for a picture, then they probably gonna be obliged. So, uh, if you will, if you will interact with your with your with your favorites, please do it respectfully and not in a way that these people did, which they just swarmed her and they just start, asked her to sign all of these things. Uh, walang ano, walang 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 etiquette, walang respeto in my opinion. So, nasa side din ako na ni Rhea Ripley na I'm. If I was in their shoes, I would be that. I was. I would be frustrated too. So, um, for the fans, please be respectful. And uh, pag pag nakita niyo na na ayaw magpabader ng mga wrestlers or even mga celebrities here in the local. Oh, si Harry Styles as a green belt, taka face mask kabuli natin. <laughs> <laughs> no, pero yun yun naman kasi they ran into Harry Styles. But it's not like they knew oh, yeah. Harry Styles and green belt. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, if you yeah. like if you ran into someone and you, you say hi, that's okay. That's no problem. Because talaga na kataol lang yun. Pero yung aabangan mo talaga sila sa kung nasan sila. That's so, okay, let me so share wrong. this. Let me share this one story. Hindi ko papangalanan because this person is a good friend of mine and Rose. But this friend of ours happened to want to catch a, a glimpse of John Cena at the hotel where he was staying at here in the Philippines. <laughs> Goes to the hotel on the morning of the live event, finds the restaurant in which John Cena is having breakfast. Goes up to his table and goes, "Excuse me, Mr. Cena, can I have a photo with you?" John Cena looks at him. <laughs> Says no and goes back to his meal. <laughs> is John Cena wrong, Emil? Answer the question. No, because it's that's a like that. Because he's trying to say he's not he's not obligated to do anything with that fan on that time of the day. Siguro meet and greets, okay, that's okay. Yon to take picture, pero he has the right to say no. That's the thing. That's what people forget here. These wrestlers always have the right to say no. If they said no. Fair game, na yon. You, you you can't you the the you have no right to enforce yourself to to them. Consent, consent. If John Cena obliged and good, wala okay yon. But if he said no, that's okay then. Ano, it's it's fair game. It's fair game. Damn, too. young buck, we raised you right. <laughs> uh, to the questions in the chat, buti nakita ni si Cena. Siyempre makita niya. Sino, si, I mean, if you saw a spoon and fork moving on its own, floating in the air, you would know. <laughs> You would know that's him, right? Like, if you saw some scrambled eggs moving in the air, right? Or umaga umaga, bing chilling yung ano niya breakfast of choice niya. I just wanted to say, as someone who has been stopped in the mall by fans, I, and I want to thank those fans. I want to thank those fans for being cool. You you are the people who should be emulated. Thank you for being cool. So, right. ano, I, I will I will add to this. Yung mga nagpapasign ng mga Funko Pops mga pictures, those aren't fans. Most of most of these fans are just resellers. Try, uh, resellers. Mga to. So they're not even like true fans who just want you know a piece of memorabilia signed by their favorite wrestler. They're doing it for profit, which I know. Parang scum siya for me. Sorry. Um, it, it should be noted as well that. Uh, W, um, I think we kind of glossed over this, but WWE is actually not happy with um, 
the, the behavior of these fans, diba? So, yun yung pinaka point nitong news angle. To. Kasi, you know, wrestlers getting mad at fans, uh, mobbing them at the airport. That's, that's old news. But now, WWE wants to do something about it, except that they don't know exactly what they should do or what they could do about it. Kasi, siyempre, um, how can you punish a fan for, um, being a fan? For, no, 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 not just being a fan, for being at the airport in which WWE has no jurisdiction over it, diba? mm. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, good question, uh, yeah. Um, they are trying to figure out how to go about it. Um, that's the main point of this angle here. And it's good, actually, that they actually want to do something about it. Because it has been happening for way too long. Diba? Uh, yep. It has happened here, as we were just talking about. Diba? And uh, I also do not have an answer on how they could fix this. Yeah. Bodyguards, uh, I guess? I don't know. We, we'd rather leave this to people much smarter than us. Di ba sila naka-chartered plane? Like, they're, no, no, they're no. no they, commercial. they do not. Okay, they good. do not. They fly commercial. As the Unless guy your who, name is Brock Lesnar. As, as the guy who revealed the deep, the, who leaked the info has shown us, they fly commercial. <laughs> I, I really wish I could find that post, have that guy arrested. Eh, no? All right. Uh, let's close out here with AEW Talk and uh, the Dream Match Controversy and I say this with air quotes, uh, Kenny Omega and El Hijo del Vikingo, uh, this was announced uh, in between Dynamite last week and Dynamite Kanina. So they barely had any TV time to build this up. I'm going to be honest, guys. I'm not going to pretend, oh, I know who Vikingo is. Like, I've, I've seen his stuff. I, uh, I literally did not know who he was until this week, right? And I'm, I'm probably one of those fans parang, Teka lang, but walang announcement. So it, it was kind of weird when I heard about it na, oh wow, it, it's a dream match. Okay, kind of weird, but all right, whatever, AEW. So, um, ikaw, Emil, what do you think of how this all went down? Uh, wait, sobrang wait, before... madalian because AAA only wait. allowed him to be booked recently. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So, go ahead. Um, I didn't, I didn't mind the sudden announcement of the match kasi yun nga, circumstances surrounding it eh. So, but it also had Kenny Omega. So for one, for one, I was curious and I was excited for the match on the list because it has Kenny Omega and Kenny Omega matches tend to be great. Plus, to be honest, Sunday Naho with TK announcing matches without any buildup since that has been his booking style since the beginning. Like, like this is one of those times that Dynamite every now and then feels like an indie supercard. Now they would just book a bunch of these wrestlers and they just have great matches. Uh, and this is a prime example of it. Um, I do get the concern though of some people na, but walang build up, but walang ganito. Uh, may population naman talaga who watches AW na doesn't have an, doesn't have a clue on who Vikingo is. So, guess ko naman yun. Guess ko yung concern. Uh, yeah, um, it's very complex now. Cause at first, um, I didn't, we didn't have all the facts. You know, Stan mentioned that, uh, Triple A has a tight control on his schedule. And, uh, Tony Khan found out at the very last minute that he could have the Kingo, um, this week, the Uh, it's also one of those things that you can't really research too much past outside of, uh, viral Twitter clips. Cause um, Triple A doesn't allow, uh, the other promotions that book Vikingo to broadcast footage of his matches. Cause that's how anal they are about the whole thing. Uh, I, I, I understand what Emil was trying to say in that. Ito talaga style ni TK. That, you know, he lets the internet fans carry the hype. But, uh, as a marketing person, as a PR person, 
that's that shit is just not optimal. And as someone who has you know actually worked in in the wrestling industry, and you know we who actually promote personalities on this very podcast, uh, we make sure that we the people or some people would know uh, who we're talking about or who we're guesting about. It's just not optimal that you would carry your your hype with uh, with the internet chatter. Uh, my biggest pet peeve about this was people just telling other people, you mga fans and Nicolas Vikingo, to just Google the guy. Um, the thing with that is Googling solves your who is this guy problem, but it never really solves the why should I care problem. Right? You can't always Google your way into why is this a big deal? Why is he a dream match? Um, yung mga stuff na sinabi nila about how it's been years in the making, uh, how it was supposed to happen before the pandemic and then it didn't happen. Uh, even, before the pandemic, 2021 lang naman. Uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even Excalibur running down his uh, Vikingo's achievements and who he is basically on commentary as he was making his entrance. But, um, yeah, Ricky, you're right. It, there is no choice to the guy in terms of marketing it. But there were some days before uh, between the announcement and today's dynamite that you could have cobbled together you could have scrapped together a quick talking heads video package get conan get uh excalibur get kenny omega to talk about Vikingo, and just get people to care the, the work was cut out the work was there the legwork was there all you had to do was do the legwork and tony khan did not do the legwork instead he let the internet debate itself again and let that carry the hype because, you know, uh, you know what they say, bad PR, bad publicity is always publicity. Uh, the thing with that is, yeah, it did its job. But at the same time, uh, you, again, have a strike against you for not doing what you were supposed to do. Um um, my, my problem is with people telling other people to Google. That's not that's not marketing. That's not PR. That's not how you promote someone by asking other people to take another step when you should be uh, bannering the information that they need to know. That's not that's not a good practice at all. Coming from someone who is in the business of promoting. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to be adding a personal story here. I don't know about you guys, but when I was trying to get into New Japan, uh, a former friend of ours was telling me, hyping Shinsuke Nakamura to me and why he was a big deal. Why is Shinsuke Nakamura like the Michael Jackson of wrestling? Why he's, he's so captivating? So it, it, it wasn't very gatekeeper-y na, Google mo na lang gago or parang, ah, di mo kilala si Nakamura, tangin na mo, di ka totoong wrestling fan, you know? Like, like this former friend actually made it a point to make me care about Nakamura to the point of making me want to look for a Shinsuke Nakamura match in New Japan. So, like, I think that's the more uh, optimal approach when it comes to letting people know in your circles that, okay, here's why you should care about this guy or this girl. So, I'm, I'm with Ro here. The Google Mo Gago strategy is not really good. Yeah, it's just, Anna, once again, I am disappointed in Tony Khan. I say, the work is so easy. It's it's there. You You are a millennial. You know how the internet works. And it's not, it's not supposed to work like that. Um, it's just so disappointing. Because, what man? You you are you are posturing yourself as the com- the competition, and you're not acting like it. You know, um, it, it's it's just really disappointing. Because you could be better. That's what I'm. I, I guess what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. He has got he has got the lazy. 
Because yeah. if this was like early Dynamite, for sure, may video package though, because early Dynamite's had a lot of that. But yeah, he's gotten lazy and siguro yun na nga. He just depends on internet fans who knows their stuff to hype up Viking who like <laughs> you know, by watching earlier, he's really good. But yeah, I think yeah, I should have no done, mistake. It was a it, it was a fun spot fest. Should have uh, he should have done a better job of I guess at least video package. It's a video package lang. I, I just wanted I just wanted the HBO style, you know, the talking heads. Just just tell people, show people, not not say, okay, this is a dream match. Yeah, it's a dream match for some. Uh I understand why. I know who Vikingo is, but it have you not has it not crossed your mind that it's not gonna be a dream match for everyone just because you said it was? So you know, it's it's just really sad and disappointing. Yeah, before anyone uh, comes for us in the comments, there was actually a video package of Vikingo during Dynamite Mismo, like an hour before the main event. So yeah, and no, but that assumes you already tuned into the show. I mean, like, yes, yes. Uh, when the Blackpool Combat Club started, they put out their own video on on the internet, which was really great. They explained who they were, they explained why they came together, what William Regal's philosophy of violence was. That was a great thing, and. Couldn't they have done something like that to, you know, at least is on Twitter and Instagram, but the internet was there for your promotion. <laughs> right. Uh, we've got more AEW talk in the audio only version of this podcast. We'll talk about uh, Don Callis' new role in the Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega arc. We'll talk about Goldberg being a free agent as well. Patinarin si Roxanne Perez, why she was written off of NXT and Sanada's win in the New Japan Cup for this year. All of that on your podcatchers, wherever you get your podcasts by tomorrow night. Um, anything you guys want to plug? Ikaw, Emil, let's start with you. Uh, no, just follow me on TikTok at the ML underscore Meister22 for some uh, sports opinions. And uh, also on Twitter at the ML underscore Meister. All right, Ikaw, Ro. Yes, very big thing to plug. It has been announced as of this week's episode of... MWF Republica, the Japanese buzzsaw himself, the our Japanese Tito, who is, you know, as I think you should all know, is a friend of the Philippine wrestling scene. Tajiri is coming to MWF on April 30th. That is Republica. And uh, ringside tickets have sold out. Uh, when we when we broke the news, you know, everyone just went crazy. Uh, so you can still get general admission tickets uh, for the Power Max Center Spotlight at TicketToMe.net. Um, don't miss your chance to watch a legend, uh, a living legend, do his thing in the Philippines. Uh, he's been here a handful of times, but, you know, um, uh, promotion wasn't optimal back then. So now, uh, now you know. And, you know, I'll be calling that match. It will be my honor and pleasure. Uh, can't believe I'll be doing that live. Uh, again, it's TicketToMe.net. Uh, the event should be there. And also as well, if you want to catch up on MWF, how we got here, um, how uh, the, the the previous episodes, uh, the episodes from 2022 and upcoming episodes of the show of Action Novella, all you got to do is head to ManilaWrestling.com, subscribe to the gank. It is $10 or around 570-something pesos. You can pay by a uh, debit card, credit card, GCash, a whole bunch of ways to support local wrestling. Yon. And also, one more thing to, to plug, I have a new article on Multisport.ph. This is for the women because uh, we take I take a look at the lessons of five elite female athletes 
uh, chief among them is one Bianca Belair. So please give that a read because you know it's very inspiring stuff. You know what I mean. And follow us on TikTok at Wrestling Two Xbot. Yeah, favorite ko talaga that you uh, included Elena Deladon of the Washington Mystics in that yeah. article. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, one last plug here for uh, regarding Tajiri. Go check out my interview yes. with him on this yeah. very podcast. Uh, it, it's from five years ago. Thanks again no, to five years ago, 2018, I, my friend. Was it 20? Okay, I thought it was 2018. five years ago. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, thank you to uh, Tarek uh, of MWF for setting up that interview all, uh, way back when. It's episode number 268. We uh, posted it again on our Twitter, so go check that out. Fun yeah, conversation on, with Tajiri. It's on Facebook. It's on our Facebook page. I uploaded it to our YouTube, so you want to keep it on the background uh, with, uh, while making it easier to find. Just go to our YouTube page now. Yeah, uh, and a new episode of On Deck with Stancy out tomorrow, featuring one of our OG patrons on the podcast, Abby Yuson, Sininang Abby. Uh, I talked to her about being a radio fan and how, uh, from a fan's perspective, how you're able to form a connection with the people you listen to on the radio. So that should be out um, on your favorite podcatchers by tomorrow lunchtime. In the meantime, you can follow us individually at Row is War. At EML underscore Meister At Chino Supersize And at Monday Night Rowan For me it is At underscore Stan C Follow us everywhere On Facebook Instagram Spotify At Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Twitter and TikTok Sabi nga ni Ro At Wrestling 2X Pod Kita kita tayo Sa Wrestlemania 39 Viewing party On April 2 and 3 And go catch The Pick of the Week Episode from last Tuesday And the one coming up On next Tuesday And we'll see you On the next live stream The Wrestlemania Predictions Edition Predictions now. Yeah. Yes, sir. The WrestleMania yes. Predictions edition of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. On behalf of Emil ASH and Ro Moran, my name is Stan C. Thank you to our PNA producers. We're out of here. Stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Bye-bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.